myself. My name is James Bond. He's looking at you, kid. The force will be with you always. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're gonna need a bigger boat. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Hello, everyone, and welcome. <laughs> I, I was literally about to be like, "Wait, wait, let me do the host." <laughs> okay, so as you can guys can probably see if you're watching this video, uh, we're back. Number one, we're back, and that's the most important thing. Number two, we're trying something a little differently here. We're trying our first uh video, and it's because of uh. COVID-19 and us following social distancing um, like normal good people. Some of our friends don't obey that. <laughs> we uh, have decided to come up with an alternate way to do this. And uh, we thought, you know, why not through Discord and Twitch? Which is pretty much what we're doing. And we're going to see how this goes. So welcome back. We're glad to be back. We've watched a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that we're, we're excited to talk about. Um, and what, was show, our, what was our last episode? Harry Potter Marathon. Yes. And that was a while ago. That was like, what, a month ago? Two months ago? That was like, that was probably like close to two months ago. So uh, now you guys, yeah, so now you guys could put faces to the voices. I can see John. I can see John Keg. John Keg cannot see me. But I, I can imagine what he's looking he like. Can, he can imagine what I'm looking like. But I don't have to imagine what he looks like because I can see him and you can see him. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to be doing things um, a little differently here. Palm Springs just came out on Hulu. And I guess that was the catalyst that sort of sparked the return. We were always going to come back. Obviously, we weren't just going to stop this. Like if you follow us on, on social media, which you should be doing. If you're not following us on social media, shame on you. We're going to plug Instagram, in Instagram, Instagram Twitter, <laughs> uh, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. You only have to follow me on Twitch. You don't have to worry about John Keg. Um, our YouTube, which this is going to be uploaded on. Uh, go ahead and listen to the end of the episode. We're going to go ahead and plug all that stuff at the end of no, the episode. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Okay, don't do that in the middle of the episode. Into the back lot. Into the back lot. You made me lose my choice. Fuck! You always do this. That's why I'm here. That's literally why I'm that's, here. That's literally that's literally what all you're good for. I just disrupt it. Um, we were always gonna come back. Uh, we just didn't really know what we were gonna come back for. We we're each dealing with a, a couple things that we kind of had to to focus on first before we came back into this, you know, with full force. But we were talking about, you know. Us coming back, us doing things a little differently, revamping our website, um, which by the time you listen to this will have already been revamped. Um, just a couple, a couple little things here. Plus, at least in my opinion, some of the stuff that's come out during this quarantine, uh, some of the stuff that's come out, you know, like directly to Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, whatever, has been kind of lackluster in my opinion. Um, until 
Palm Springs. Yeah. Right. At least in, that that's my opinion. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure John feels the same way. You guys might feel uh, differently. Uh, but I guess, you know, we were like, okay, I think one, this is something that's really worth talking about. And we each saw like a bunch of different things, as you could probably see uh, in the tabs that we thought should be talked about. So I guess that's enough uh, of an intro. I think we just get into it now. Yeah, I mean, there's part of the, the main reason why we haven't really recorded, too, is like we're so used to re- re- reviewing movies that have come out in theaters. Obviously, yeah. there's no movies coming out in theaters, you know, and like you said, everything that's been coming out on Netflix and, you know, and Hulu <laughs> and everything has been kind of lackluster other than, you know, Palm Springs. So that's why I'm actually excited to do this episode. It's actually a good movie that came out and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, and I saw some good movies, some bad movies. Um, so I, I really am excited to, to talk about all of them. And I think that's enough of an introduction. Like I said, it's already been like five minutes. So let's just get into it. John, I, I'm going to start with, I guess we could alternate on things that we watched. That's fine with me. Like I'll go one and then you do one. So what you, uh, so what do you want to talk about first? Okay. So I guess, um, I'll start with the first thing I sort of watched at least this month because I think this month out of so far out of all the months we've been in quarantine I've watched the most uh in and as you can see I have my letterbox open up here um which I'm also going to plug at the end of the video uh it'll be in the description box below uh it, it feels so weird like talking like in YouTube like like jargon and slang like smash that MF like button if you like this. If you like, <laughs> like this and subscribe. Content. Like and subscribe if you like this uh, content. You want which, more of it. Which, if you are watching this right now, please. Oh no, yeah, subscribe. like like I, like I'm actually not trolling. Like hit that motherfucking <laughs> like button if you like this content. Um, and if you're listening to this like on a podcast, like on a normal podcast, one, I'm sorry, and two, you should still do it anyways. So, the first thing I watched sort of this month was Hamilton, uh, the original stage play, recorded live, I don't know when, came out on Disney+, Plus. what, like, earlier in the month? I saw it, like, two days after, after it hit Disney+, Plus. so it must like have two been, weeks like, ago? probably two weeks ago. I, I saw it literally, like, maybe two days after it came out. Yeah. Um, so Hamilton starring uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr., Renee Elise Goldsberry, uh, David Diggs, who, in my opinion, besides Leslie Odom Jr., was the standout performance. And uh, Hamilton is Hamilton, right? Like, there's like a certain stigma or like a certain sort of like, like aura around hamilton right like it, I, it yeah. like it carries the same weight that like wicked carried i don't know like maybe like 10 years ago a little more yeah. than 10 years ago uh it carries the same weight that phantom of the opera carried when phantom was was a big thing it's huge yeah it's you know it's hamilton it was the broadway, broadway. it was the no. thing to watch you know if like 
you know, on Broadway. If you were going to go to a Broadway play and you watched Hamilton, it was like, it was like, damn, like, you know, it's like a big, it's like a big thing. So for it to finally, or for it to even get released on a streaming service, which is not the norm for these sort of Broadway plays, it was big news. Uh, made a lot of people definitely happy because one Hamilton tickets were really fucking expensive. It's really, it was really hard to watch Hamilton. Even like the touring, uh, like the touring thing, the yeah. touring production, uh, it was still expensive. Like here in Miami, um, it's, I, all the all the big Broadway plays that you know that are like critically acclaimed, so hard to get tickets for it. It's 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 almost impossible unless you know somebody or you just have a lot of money. It's it's all like I, I've tried like when I was planning my trip to New York a couple of years ago, we were trying to I, I forget what play we were trying to see, but even then it was like a smaller play and it was so hard to get like good seats, good tickets for a, a decent price. You know what I mean? So Broadway plays, especially the big ones like Hamilton, uh, Phantom of the Opera, like it's so hard and so expensive, but it's like it's an experience that I feel like a lot of people would love like i I feel like if i went and saw hamilton live like i would appreciate it and just let it all sink in you know what i mean like just feeling Mm -hmm. that experience of being there seems like such a fun time and have you seen any plays live like it doesn't have to be in broadway it could be at the adrian arsh the the broward uh center yeah damn i saw one a couple years ago and i don't remember what it was i've seen like maybe two or three um i don't i i don't think it was anything you know crazy but i've seen a few but nothing you know like Hamilton and all these other like Phantom of the Opera, all these different like these are high production Broadway mm-hmm. plays. Like I don't think I've ever seen anything on that scale. Um, but I've seen a few things. I just okay. can't remember anything. So like I saw I've seen uh Lion King here at the uh Adrian Arst. I saw that? that. It was really good. <laughs> it was really good. Um I saw Aladdin earlier this year, actually at the Broward Center of the Performing Arts, which was surprisingly good. They there were like a few like different twists to it, a few little different things. Like Abu isn't in it. Uh, the flying carpet is only in like two scenes. Um, but a whole new world, I'm assuming. Yeah, it was in a whole new world, and like literally like the very end. Gotcha. Um, but it was still very good. And I've seen, and I saw Jersey Boys on Broadway, mm. like a couple years ago. Um, it's different seeing, you know, the play obviously in person, and then seeing like a film adaptation of it. Or uh, like the best example I could give you is maybe Jersey Boys, like the Clint Eastwood movie that came out. I don't know what it was like four years ago. Yeah, it was like four I, or five years ago. Yeah, I watched it like a little bit after I watched Jersey Boys the first time in New York. And like you could definitely see some of the differences. I actually think Lion King is the inverse because my personal opinion, and I love, love, love Lion King, like the animated movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I'll say that the the Broadway edition of it is arguably just as good as a movie, if not better. I would say that that's like probably the only exception. But in this case, for Hamilton, what you see in that theater is literally what you get in this movie. Really? Well, I I mean, it's it's literally like a recorded 
stage performance. You know, it's not like yeah. if they made like a Hamilton movie where, you know, the runtime would definitely be shorter because this movie like or the play runs at like two like hours, three hours, right? Minutes. It's really long. But honestly, you don't really feel the length. But don't most plays like especially like the high quality ones uh, have a intermission in the middle. Yes, this actually like the movie does have an intermission. It's like a minute long, which oh, I appreciate. So it- <laughs> so it's like you can pause right there and go yeah, to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, go to the bathroom, get your snacks. I actually That's really cool. appreciate cool. Yeah, I really appreciated that. But like I was saying, in the case of Hamilton, you know, like what you're seeing, you know, on that stage at that moment is really what you get in this movie, it being, you know, recorded. And for it being a recorded stage play, it was surprisingly really well done. Um you really get the vibe that you're sitting in that audience. But I think to a certain extent, obviously, you know, it's one thing being there and experiencing all that in person. But I think being able to see it with the editing that this film had, because obviously besides, you know, the performances, the music, um, the stage production, the costume design, the one thing that really surprised me in this was the editing. I feel like this film was really edited by someone who genuinely enjoys the play. Someone who really understands Hamilton or plays or or maybe not even plays themselves, but just Hamilton in particular. I feel like this was edited by someone who really knows how to capture like a moment, like, Mm -hmm. like in some instances, it'll be a, a close-up of Leslie Odom Jr. as Bill Burr when he's when he's performing a song and, and you could feel the intensity in his face, but they also know when to cut back and when to have a wide shot of the stage and really let the audience at home sort of marvel at the at the production and the stage production, you know, going into this. Because the stage production is outstanding in this. Um, it has like uh, you haven't seen it, right? No, but I, I plan on seeing it very soon here. So it has like it has a rotating a rotating floor, like part of the floor is like rotating. Yeah. So like most of the time that they're actually rotating, you know, the camera will 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 cut to like a wide shot of you know showing everything, you know, showing everyone rotating. But then let's say Lin Manuel Miranda comes out and he's giving like a powerful uh, a powerful performance. It'll boom. Cut right close up of his face. We can see the emotion on him. Um, and and it, it was, you know, the, the editing really knew when to let a moment be a moment, when to capture the intensity on someone. And I, I really appreciated that. Obviously, like, if you're watching it in person, you you can't really get that same experience because your eyes aren't fixated on, like, when you're watching it at home, your eyes are fixated on what the screen is showing you. If you're watching yeah. it in a play, obviously, you know, maybe, yeah, you're focusing on the performances, but, you know, naturally, some of the times your eyes wander and whatnot. You know, you're looking at the, at the, at the stage, you're looking at the costume. Yeah, it's overwhelming, like, and not in a bad way, but it, it's just that's just how production the productions are for, for Broadway plays. It's they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to capture an entire experience. So it's sometimes it, it could be hard to focus in on, you know, one character, one person. Yeah. Um, 
so the, so the, the that's editing... actually i like that like what you're saying about the editing actually like that's actually pretty cool because i it, it, in certain ways it's probably better to watch the movie than to actually see it in person but i would still 100 percent recommend seeing it in person oh, because it's yeah. just completely different experience yeah, it's yeah but that's 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 actually good to know that's actually pretty cool um so the editing was was outstanding top notch now me personally i never once listened to a single song from hamilton ever like before this before i watched this i had not heard a single song from hamilton so but did you did you know like the story oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah so yeah i know who alexander hamilton is i know who bill burr was aaron burr did i say bill burr yes (laughs) can you imagine bill burr being in the play (laughs) if he showed up alexander fucking hamilton Um, <laughs> fucking okay i, I know him. <laughs> i know that would actually be some good stuff that'd be some good stuff i, I would I pay who, to see that i would pay to see that too um so but other than other than knowing the story you kind of went into it blind like, i didn't know george washington was in this mm-hmm. like okay all i knew is i knew who alexander hamilton is i knew who aaron burr is spoiler alert i know aaron burr kills alexander hamilton in real life and also in this play that's all I knew. I didn't yeah. listen to any of the music. I didn't even know George Washington was in this. All I knew was Lemonol Miranda, really good music, diverse cast. That's literally like all I knew going into this. So like I kind of went into it and you know I had that I had that oh Hamilton is amazing. Hamilton is is you know Hamilton it's this great thing like you know, in the back of my mind, and I guess subconsciously, I was kind of like, I was kind of setting it up for failure almost. And like, it kind of shames me to say it, but I was sort of thinking like, how good can this really be? Sort of thing. Yeah. And I was really surprised. That's good. If I'm, if I'm being completely honest, I was really, really surprised. And I actually just realized right now that my letterbox isn't signed in, so you can't see what I rated it, but whatever, that's fine. Um, but I, the music was fantastic. The performances all around were great. As good as Lin Manuel Miranda was, I think Leslie Odom Jr. and David Diggs are the two best performances in the entire show. I think those are incredible. But I, I do think Leslie Odom Jr. really is the standout uh, as Aaron Burr. I think he blew it out of the water. Um, I really enjoyed King Philip a lot, played by Jonathan Groff, who is Kristoff in Frozen. Mm, Yeah, yeah, Kristoff is in this, and um, the actor who plays uh, Moana's dad in Moana is George Washington in this play. Cool. Yeah, I I didn't know that until until after. Um, All around, very, very good performances. Uh, The music was outstanding, uh, top-notch. Yeah, I haven't even seen the uh, film yet, but like I've seen, I've seen like the little commercials and and not commercials, but the little ads that you get on Twitter and Instagram of Hamilton. I, I'm like, I have all these songs stuck in my head now, and I haven't even seen it. 
So you, you will, that's how you know you're gonna get like a. I, I know once I see like I'm gonna probably have these songs like running through my head, just saying it out loud, like if I'm at the bathroom or something. Like I tweeted, I, I tweeted like I think like literally right after I watched this movie was like if Cats is like one side of the Broadway movie spectrum. <laughs> Hamilton is all the way on the other side, like yeah. literally all the way on the other side. I really, really enjoyed Hamilton. It's hard to rate it as a film, it being a Broadway play. Um, but I will say personally that it's the most I've enjoyed. Well, up until that point, it's the most I've enjoyed a film that came out in 2020 up until then. It's really, really good. It is a little long, but honestly, you don't really feel it. Um, I will say that I think musically, the first half of the movie is better than the second half, but I think production-wise and performance-wise, I think the second half is better than the first. And if I have to say one complaint, my one complaint about Hamilton is I think the very, very last line of the movie. I think it loses its power and its weight watching it at home rather than watching it in person. I'm not going to say what it is because it's supposed Hmm. to be this like aha moment, like, oh my God. But I think that moment is sort of lost when you're watching it on a screen. I don't know if it's because of the take that they used in this movie. I don't know if the line just wasn't delivered well enough. I don't know if, the line just didn't if it was just done abrupt it is kind of done abruptly um but i think the power of the very last line is sort of lost in this translation that's my biggest complaint about it gotcha but like you can't see the rating here unfortunately but if i had to rate it well i did rate it um i give it a five out of five hamilton on disney plus watch it if you haven't it's really really good awesome um that was a good review oh so lately what i've been watching i've been watching everything man like you know like i literally just watched all today the jeffrey epstein filthy rich documentary on netflix which i'm not gonna really get into um but, but that was an interesting watch um i haven't watched that yet yeah, I, I recommend it. It's good. Like I feel like you learn a lot. Um, but one or set of movies, I'll say, I'll review it real quick, that I watched with uh, Brie was the Dark Knight series. Because she had only seen, I think, the Dark Knight. So I don't think she saw Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises. So I was like, okay, that means all three of them are some good movies. Let's watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we rewatched them. And I have some thoughts like, you know, it's been a couple of years since I've probably seen it. I mean, The Dark Knight, I'll watch. I'll rewatch here and there. Uh, Batman Begins, if it's on TV, I'll, I'll tune in here and there. But, um, you know, rewatching it from scratch, like with I'm trying to like watch it with a fresh mindset. You know, it's it's been like 15 years since Batman Begins came out. Right. Like it's it's been a long Has time. It been 15 years. I mean, let's see. The movie came out. In has it been 2005? God. Yeah, we're old. Damn. Um, but yeah, I mean, just watching the series, I think I texted Steven like after I watched Batman Begins, I was like, you dude, did. Batman Begins might be the best movie of the series. Like, I the one, like, the one um thing that I really like about Batman Begins is 
the city itself, the atmosphere of the entire movie, it really feels like Gotham. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get that feeling. And I, I think they completely changed the set of where they filmed, um, like, or the location of where they filmed in the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, uh, other than, like, compared to Batman Begins. Like, Batman Begins, where were they filmed at? Like, Detroit or something? Chicago? Like, I, Chicago, Chicago. I, I don't think no, they wait. filmed Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises there. I, no, I think the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises were filmed in Chicago. I don't know where Batman Begins was filmed. Okay. Because, I don't know. Like, do you do you get that feeling though? Like, I, the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. I don't feel like it's Gotham. I just feel like they're like just in New York. So I will I will say this. I don't think Batman Begins is the best movie out of the trilogy, but I will say I think it's the best depiction of Batman in the trilogy, which I think is, yes. was what you. Was, I think is what, you, what you're trying to say right now. Well, yeah, yeah, I, it definitely. Like that's what I'm trying to say. But uh, yeah, I, pretty much. It's just like the whole thing that I'm trying to go for is like the way gotham city feels like i don't get that like i don't i feel like i don't i've ever really experienced how like gotham feels like in the comic books in a movie other than maybe like the old batman movies like michael keaton they've probably done like, the best job i feel like the, the things that best capture that are the arkham games arkham asylum arkham city and um arkham, arkham Knight. Knight. yeah 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 definitely like i feel like that's never really tr been translated well onto a movie outside it's hard. of Batman begins yeah, it's hard. And then you start getting um, like, you know, like the old Batman movies that came out in the 90s. Like once they started getting to Batman forever, Gotham just started getting corny. You know what I mean? Uh, Batman and Robin, like it just it didn't like, it had like this Batman animated series feel to it. And, you know, that's obviously like those movies are, are awful. But um, I mean, that's one thing I'm going to say about Batman Begins. I mean, I I think Dark Knight is the best movie. I think Dark Knight's one of the best movies of all time. Um, but when as a Batman film, I think Batman Begins is probably the best uh, of the three. Now, what I do want to say, I'm not going to sit here and you know go into crazy detail about each film, um, but I want to end it on the Dark Knight Rises. Um, it, I think that's probably Christopher Nolan's weakest movie. I would uh, agree with that, but that doesn't mean it's bad in any way. I think it's just it's good. Like I think I rated it, I re-rated it. So when I went on Letterbox, I saw that I had gave it a four out of five. And Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and when I rated it again after seeing it, you know, just now, I gave it a three and a half. So it went down in my books, but a three and a half. I don't know, bro. You, I don't good. know, bro. You, you give some weird ass ratings sometimes. I can't even lie. Like what? Did you give like Joker a five out of five? <laughs> I, I did give Joker a five out of five when I walked out, but once I kind of like sat down and let it like digest, I think I gave it a four. Still too um, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I liked it. Um, well, I, gave, I gave The Dark Knight Rises a, a, a three and a half uh, as well. I definitely it's agree. It's a good with movie. That. It's a good movie. It's just the weakest of Nolan. I definitely agree with that. I think it's a definite. Like, that. there are a lot of like questionable deci decisions in this movie that I'm just kind of like. Now, what I want to get uh, your opinion on. So the ending of The Dark Knight Rises. Um, Stupid. See, that's where I disagree. Like, I, that's why I was talking about when your... he were you talking about when he sees Bruce, right? Yeah, I love that. Stupid. I love that. So you think that Batman should have died? I don't think that Batman should have died. I just think it should have been left open ended or ambiguous. But then like, I don't think okay. I don't think it's going to be left open ended if they don't have that scene. Like, like this is what you OK, this is what you see. Unless, unless, okay, okay, but you hear, um, you hear Lucius Fox ask about uh, who overrided the uh, autopilot or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, it's Bruce Wayne," 
if they maybe ended it on that, then okay, that's it's way more open ended because then you're like, wait, hold on, if Bruce Wayne was able to fix the autopilot or whatever it was, no, then but maybe don't he could have survived. Don't you you see Michael Caine, and he's like sitting at the diner, and he smiles. You don't see what he's smiling at. The camera cuts, or the the scene cuts to a different scene completely. Well, the, the yeah, the, the music starts to pick up like the yeah, the, and then it cuts, but it cuts to something else. Like the whale, and... like it cuts to something else, and then yeah, yeah, I think it cuts it. Like I think okay, um... that's how it should have ended. That they should not have gone back to see what Michael Caine is smiling at. That's what I mean. Okay, like we know it's Bruce already because they like foreshadowed it earlier in the movie. Like we know it's Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's okay, like- I, 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 I can see that because they do they do show a similar scene in the beginning of the movie with Michael uh, or with Michael Caine or Alfred in Paris or wherever. And it's it's very similarly shot. So as soon as you see it again at the end of the film, like you pretty much already know, like, I, OK, I know what they're about to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can I can see where you're coming from. I don't know. I just I really like the way it ended. Like, and I don't know, I guess I'm a sucker. Like seeing him end up with That's Selena true. Kyle, I like that. I, I just I thought that was a cool way to end the, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne's story. I, I, I want Bruce Wayne to end like I I know Bruce Wayne lives a miserable ass life, so I'm okay with him having a happy ending. I guess, yeah. I always forget that Aiden Gillen is in <laughs> is in this movie. Aiden yeah, Gillen and and um and Ben Mendelsohn are in yeah. this movie. Yeah, it's uh, dude. The Dark Knight Rises arguably has the best cast out of the three. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anne Hathaway. I mean, obviously Gary Oldman, Christian Bale, Michael yeah, Caine. You might, yeah. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Yard. Yeah, that's true. Cillian, Cillian Murphy's in it for five seconds. Child oh yeah, Blake. Cillian Murphy. Um, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely the weakest. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's not. But it's like, a good movie. Like you, you'll you'll walk. You go into this movie and have a ton of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. At least until like, uh, like Marion uh cuts a yards like death scene, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay, this is like really poorly acted. But I don't blame her because like apparently she, that that scene wasn't supposed to be the movie. Like really? No, yeah, yeah. Like Nolan told her like, oh, don't worry. Like like she didn't like that scene because she thought it was poorly acted. And no well, one's I, the her. way she died was like, did, do you remember that? Like, she yeah, that's what I'm talking like, about. That's what I'm talking about. She just, yeah, she just kind of like, she, like she's just kind of talking, and she just goes, like, she just sort of like falls asleep. Yeah, so I was then, like, like <laughs> so then Nolan, like Nolan told her, like, don't worry, that's not gonna be in the movie. She was like, okay, and then the movie came out, and she watched it, and she's like, wait, like what the fuck? <laughs> like you told me this wasn't gonna be in the movie. Really, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that's super eye rolly. I think really the whole idea behind her characters kind of eye rolly too. Um, like I don't like how she's Talia Al Ghul. I feel like okay, I like that she how she's Talia Al Ghul, but I I feel like they took a little too long to like develop that twist. Like I feel like mm-hmm. halfway through the movie, we should already know that. Yeah, but uh, I, I I mean I see, but I see what Christian or uh, what um Christopher Nolan's trying to do, trying to throw the entire audience off at the end of the movie. But I don't know. I feel like that could have been done differently. But like I said, it's still a good movie. Like yeah, everybody like I'm looking through my rating. Like I follow a couple people on Letterbox and 
you know, the average rating, I would say, is like a three and a half, four. Like, a lot of people still love this movie. It's good. It's a really good movie. I mean, the, 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 this trilogy itself is one of the best trilogies of all time. Batman Begins and Dark Knight are for sure two classic films. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would so. definitely say that, that the trilogy is is definitely upholded by the legacy of the Dark Knight, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, if that movie is as good as... If that movie is, like, on the same level, like, as The Dark Knight Rises, I don't think we'd look back at the trilogy the same way. No, we don't. Not at all. Like, we, like, we'll look at it. We'll look like, back oh, at it, like, I, like, the old Batman movies, like, with... Or the first two, like, Michael Keaton movies. Yeah, we'll probably look at it and be like, you know, those are good. Yeah, those are good movies. But, like, you know, we talk... When you talk about the Dark Knight movies, it's like, no, like, these are great movies. And I, I think, in my opinion, a lot of it has to do with, one... The first one, like actually being like, like probably the best, the best Batman movie, and two being like one of the best movies like ever made. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, what I want to ask you to conclude our little Dark Knight segment is, who do you think is the best Bruce Wayne Batman that we've seen in film? Kevin Conroy. Okay, not counting him. Okay. Um, <sighs> ben Affleck. I'll let you. I'll let you separate the two. Bruce ben Wayne and Batman. Ben Affleck. Well, I'm saying like if you want, if you want to say like Ben Affleck's the best Batman. Ben Affleck the best Batman. Christian Bale's the best Bruce Wayne. Okay. I hate Christian Bale's Batman. I, I think Christian Bale's Batman sucks. I think Christian Bale's probably the worst Batman. Like. I don't think he's the worst. Okay, but okay, probably like George Clooney, like the bat nipples, and the bat. I, I think he's better than Val Kilmer. I forgot Val Kilmer was Batman. Yeah, okay, I'd say third worst. But that's still a good company. Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are. Michael Keaton and Ben they're, Affleck. Great, there's some great Batmans. Yeah, yeah. I I think if Ben Affleck was actually given something good to work with, I think he'd be the best. I think at the end of the day, I think Robert Pattinson will go down as the best. Um, mm-hmm. that's my hot take. I think by the time like Robert Pattinson's Batman done is over, I think he will go down as the best Batman outside of Kevin Conroy. Cause I don't think Kevin Conroy is touchable. Like in my opinion, I think Kevin Conroy is like, he's a goat. Yeah. He's yeah. A goat. I think Kevin it, Conroy it, it, is like up here and then everyone else is just below him. I don't think he'll ever be surpassed. For those of you listening that don't know who Kevin Conroy is, cause some of you might be confused. He's the one that voices Batman in most iterations on in cartoon and video games like the batman animated series like when steven and i were kids uh that was all kevin conroy the justice league cartoon all kevin conroy the, the arkham, arkham video game. games all him this guy like like he's batman like, like when so, i yeah. hear his voice that's like boom batman you know what i mean like i'll hear him in an interview and i'm like i can't i don't see kevin conroy i see bruce wayne you know yeah yeah to me so, he's like the he's you know he's batman you know yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, so I'm going to agree with the Ben Affleck. I mean, I've always said it. Ben Affleck, I think, is like when I saw Batman versus Superman for the first time, that whole fight scene that Zack Snyder, I think, is a whatever director. But that entire fight scene was beautiful. I, I don't know if you agree that the the fight, the warehouse fight scene uh, that Batman yeah. has. Mm-hmm. I thought it was shot perfectly. It literally reminds you of the Arkham video games, the way he's beating all these thugs up. So that's why, like, that scene, it's by itself. Uh, the way Ben Affleck just looks in the in the bat suit, that uh, he's gonna get my vote. But I do, I love Bruce Wayne or uh, um, Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne. I think he does a great job as Bruce Wayne. 
Yeah, definitely. If if yeah, if Ben Affleck got his own movie, he would be able to for sure, you know, get more depth to this character. But since we only saw him in two movies and one of them being like a half movie, I guess you could say maybe maybe our minds will change when Justice League Snyder Cut comes out. Hopefully. Probably not. Um <laughs> so all right. So while we're on the subject of trilogies, um, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about the trilogy that I watched like last week. Um, and that was JJ Abrams' Star Trek trilogy. Now, I'm gonna go ahead and say flat out that I am not I'm not a Trekkie. I am not nostalgic towards Star Trek. You know, before I watched like these movies, like I couldn't give a shit about Star Trek. I, I don't mean it like that harshly, but like was was that the first time you ever saw them? Yeah, this is the first and only Star Trek. Oh, so you yeah. never saw these movies when they first came out? Only the first one. Only the first one. And I watched okay. it literally when it came out. So it's been 11 years. Okay. So like to me, I have like no. Like I sort of understand what, what Star Trek is and like what it represents. Like it's definitely not Star Wars. I understand that much. Uh, you know, I know Leonard Nimoy, um, uh, William Shatner, uh, you know, Patrick like that, Stewart, uh, Patrick Stewart, um, George Takei. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of get all of that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm basically saying that to show that I have no prior attachment to Star Trek. And I say that because I know a lot of hardcore Trekkies and a lot of fans of like the older material, like the original movies, um, the the Shatner and Nimoy shows, don't like these movies very much outside of maybe the first one. Really? At least like that's what where I was taking from like the internet and and stuff. So. Star Trek 1 came out in 2009, directed by J.J. Abrams. Starring Chris Pine as Captain Kirk, Zachary Quinto as Spock. Um, surprise, Eric Bana. I was not expecting Eric Bana. Uh, well, I mean, I had watched it the first time, but I forgot that Eric Bana was in it. Zoe Saldana, I completely forgot she was in it. I completely forgot Carl Urban was in this. Is Eric Bana the guy that was the first Hulk? Or yeah. the first yes. film Hulk, I'm sorry. Yes. Wow. Like the, the really bad one from like 2003. Yeah, I, I hated the way that movie was shot. But okay, um, continue. Oh, uh, Winona Ryder's in this movie for like two seconds. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot Simon Pegg was in it. I completely forgot that Chris Hemsworth was in this I was movie. about to say that. I was like, isn't Chris Hemsworth in that? Yeah, he's in the very that beginning. Was like, dude, Chris that was like when Dad. Chris Hemsworth was like coming around. Like that was like one of his first like, Thor. movie roles. This was before Thor. Wow. This was pre-Thor Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. So then, like, my brother was telling me that, like, he was, um, when he watched Star Trek, because he watched it, like, maybe last year, and, and, like, he, like, looked up the movie afterwards, and he found, like, like, threads from, like, when Chris Hemsworth was, like, announced to play, uh, Thor, that people were, like, oh, why would you pick Thor? He, why would you pick him? He had, like, one scene in Star Trek that's, like, all he has to his name, and then, like, look where he's at now. Hey, uh, I love the guy, man. Yeah, I love, I love Chris Hemsworth. Um, Marry him. So, ba- <laughs> so he, has a, he, has, he has a wife and kid, or kids. Oh, that's true. His wife's the the girl from uh, Fast and Furious movies, right? What? Isn't his wife the 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 girl from the Fast and Furious movies? Michelle Rodriguez. 
No, um, the, like the Hispanic one that like, I'll tell you right now. Michelle Rodriguez. What the fuck? No, 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 no. I, I think she plays a Hispanic in the movie. I'm pretty sure she's from Spain in real life. Yeah, she plays Elena. Elena, maybe. Like she's like with the Rock. Remember, like in the I, I, what's the first Fast movie she did? Fast Five. Actually, I haven't seen Fast Five. Really? Yeah, I've only seen six, seven. Eight, no, I've only seen seven, eight, and Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, wow, she's seven years older than him. Um, okay, back to my point. Anyways, <laughs> back to my point. Um, I was kind of like pleasantly surprised by the movie. It definitely, movie. yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a good movie. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be that good. In my opinion, I, I'm like I'm not really sure why I wasn't expecting it to be that good. JJ Abrams. Yeah, I was about to say. I looked, I looked at my screen really quick, and I saw directed by JJ Abrams. And like in my mind, literally, right as you were saying that, I was like, oh wait, JJ Abrams. Um, I think the only other good movie that I was like really satisfied. I mean, I liked Force Awakens, but uh, Mission Impossible Three. That's a good movie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's the yeah. only one he did, right? Yeah, because I think. Brad Bird did four and mm-hmm. five and six were directed by the same person, I believe. That's funny that Brad Bird did four. That's arguably, and that might be the best one. Ghost Protocol, right? Yeah, that might be the best one. I hear that. I'm hearing the new one's really good. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Fallout? No. Damn, you gotta watch Fallout. You I, can make gonna... the case. You can make the case that three, four, five, and six are all like, could each be the best one. Dude, I, I think I think honestly, like Brianna and I have been talking about trying to find like a new like series of movies to watch. I think we're gonna. Just, I, I think tonight we're gonna start off with Mission Impossible one, and yeah, we'll just go from there. Yeah, because well, I haven't, bro. I haven't seen a lot of these movies since I was like a kid. So mission, the second one's definitely the worst one. But like, there are some things that like like it does have its charm. But yeah. like, like it's weird. Okay, but we're not talking about Mission Impossible. Let's talk about Star Trek. <laughs> well, it's J.J. Abrams. True. So I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Um, I was definitely pleasantly surprised. I think Chris Pine, throughout the course of the series or this trilogy, I think Chris Pine kills it as Kirk. I think Chris Pine is like is Captain Kirk. I think he morphs into that character, like sort of how you see Robert Downey Jr. as, as Tony Stark and. Chris Evans yeah. as Captain America. That's how I feel about Chris Pine and and Captain Kirk. Um, now I can't really compare him to Shatner or or anyone else. Um, but to me, you know, he is Kirk. To me, Zachary Kinto is Spock. Although you know, Leonard Nimoy obviously is in this movie. Um, he's fantastic as well. The limited presence that he has. Um, so I liked I liked the first Star Trek. You know, I thought it was fun. Um. I thought it was interesting. Now I know a lot of people like like old Trekkie, like Trekkie fans, like don't really like it because like JJ Abrams kind of like turned it into Star Wars. It's like a lot of action and and fighting and Star Trek like really isn't about that. Um it's more about like humanity and and you know technology and using smarts to get out of situations rather than fucking ramming spaceships into each other like they do like six times throughout the course of these three movies. <laughs> Um, so I understand all that. I understand all that. Um, but from, you know, a perspective of someone who isn't really big on Star Trek, I think 
this is perfectly fine. I think it's enjoyable. I think the performances are all really solid. Um, it was, it's definitely enjoyable. They made me really miss Anton Yelchin, though. Yeah. Like, they made me really miss Anton Yelchin because you could definitely see in this movie that he had so much potential. Potential. And, you, and then, obviously, you had Green, uh, Green Room, which came out a couple years ago. And the, the potential is all there. It's a tragedy. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did, because I never saw, uh, what was the third one? Beyond? Yeah. Um, was he in the third one? Anton Yelchin? Yeah. Yes, he is. He, he, okay. passed, he passed away a month before the movie came out. Damn, that sucks. They have a, I'm pretty sure they have like a four Anton um, thing in the credits. On the screen. Yeah, like when the credits roll. Um, so Star Trek 1, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I think it gave it like a three and a half out of five. That's good. So I, then we I, move on. Um, real quick, I want to add. Um, so I have a family member of mine that's super, super Trekky. Uh, you know, die hard, watches all the, the watch all the shows and movies that they've released over the years, whatever. Um, I remember him like when like back when I first saw the Star Trek one, which was, you know, over 10 years ago. Um, I asked him, I was like, what do you think of Chris Pine? Because I wasn't too familiar with Chris Pine at the time. I feel like Chris Pine was still becoming a name at that point. What is it? 2009, yeah. 2008. Um, yeah. So like he's just now coming around at that time. So mm-hmm. I remember asking him like when like after the movie came out, I'm like, what did you think? Like, did he play a good Kirk? You know, and he was like, dude, like I thought he played Kirk perfectly like you know he played it better than like like you know people have like solo for example like you have these big expectations for these guys like it's hard to fill these shoes that these previous actors like william shatner left or the harrison ford leaves um for han solo and he he, i remember him telling me he's like dude chris pine killed it like overcame every kind of doubt that i had anything like this dude played kirk how I imagine a young Kirk to be. So I, I was actually super happy to hear that coming from him. Now, I don't know how a lot of other Star Trek fans feel. I don't, you know, I don't go on Star Trek Reddit pages or anything like that to see how they feel about Chris Pine. But coming from hearing that from him, you know, like was like awesome to hear. Like, because I think Chris Pine's a hell of an actor, man. I, I, that guy's, he's good. I, I, do you want to, do you want, do you want to hear my, my, I don't know if it's a hot take, but do you want to hear my hot take? You hated it. No, no. I think out of all the Chris actors, I think Chris Pine is the best one. Oh, I, I totally agree. I oh, think 100%. He, like and by Chris actors, I mean Pine, Chris, Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Yes, out he's of, by far the best. By yeah, far. I think out of them four, I think Pine is is probably the best one. Oh no, 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 not probably, best. not not probably, like definitely the best one. I think yeah, the other three are hard to rank, like you know, on top of each I other. Would, but Pine is by far the best. I would probably put Evans at number two. Me too. And then like Pratt and Hemsworth like tied. I think. Hemsworth, I think Pratt would. I think Pratt might take the you know the leap. I think Pratt, given a good script, can actually act his ass off. I would say I would I would put Pratt above Hemsworth only because of Parks and Rec, <laughs> and that transition from Parks and Rec into like Guardians and all that stuff. Um. It definitely shows that he could do like different styles of comedy. I definitely. just wish, I just wish like, and Hemsworth, it's it's hard to rank Hemsworth because like he doesn't really have a lot outside of Marvel and like Extraction. Uh, he plays a lot like, of the same roles. Yeah, like I, I think once he breaks away from that mold, I think we'll start to see him really as an actor. And he does a great job playing those same roles. Like I think he does great as Thor, uh, Extraction. I thought he was oh, good. Yeah. 
Um, he was in that one movie where he played like a U.S. soldier. Um, I forget the name of it, but I, I thought he actually did pretty well in that movie. They're all, all, all four of them are good. They're, yeah, I mean, no, no, yeah, they're they're all good actors. They're all good. At, no disrespect to any of the of the. Yeah, Christmas. no disrespect. I just we're think big Pine fans is, of all the Chris's. I just, yeah, I just think Pine is. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe he just picks his roles, but but you, you definitely see Evans now that he's done with Captain America. Start of kind of like venturing into these different roles like knives out um yes you have that that apple um that apple tv show i forget yeah, it's i hear right you now. i hear yeah but I, I hear he does a great job yeah i think chris evans back in like the you know early mid 2000s was like your typical you know pretty boy actor you know what i mean this guy got casted in fantastic four and just was told to play a douchebag and you know he did a good job he did a great job playing douchebags. Yeah, he does. A, he did a phenomenal job, and then he got cast as Captain America, which is an extremely serious role. And from then on, he started picking and choosing his roles. Like, you know, started doing more indie movies. He definitely has the acting chops, and and it's going to be interesting to see like where his career goes. Well, I do know that he wanted to start directing more, so I'm actually interested in seeing how that goes for him. Yeah, we'll see. So, but yeah, Pine is the so, best. So now, Star Trek Into Darkness. I, I'm just kind of go kind of going to go quickly here. Star Trek Into Darkness. I think this is the one that Trekkie fans dislike the most. And I think that's... Have you seen this one? I, is that the one with Benedict? Yes. Yeah, so I did see that one. I, okay. I remember liking it. I don't, I don't... So, spoiler alert for a seven-year-old movie. Spoiler alert for Star Trek Into Darkness. If you don't want to hear it, fast forward, I don't know, maybe like 10 seconds. But a lot of Trekkie fans don't like that Benedict Cumberbatch's character was Khan, was revealed to be Khan, because that's like a twist, like halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, general consensus is that Khan really only works like if he's already pre-established in that universe. Um, so to have like a character sort of come out like as Khan is just kind of like could have just made him another character. Um, which I could like again, like I don't are, really... are you trying to say like if you're a new fan to the series, like it's not going to be as surprising to you, maybe? Like, that- well, that's one thing because he reveals himself. He's like, I am Khan. And then, but like, if you're like me, who well, has no idea who the fuck Khan is, you're just like, okay, like, why, like, why do I care? Like, I don't know who you are. You weren't established in the last movie. This is the first time your name has ever been mentioned. So then, Trekkie fans who actually know who that is, it doesn't work for them either. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, why, why does it have to be Khan? Like, why couldn't you just make it? like its own character because it doesn't even really make sense for him to be con so that twist doesn't really work either way which i think is the biggest flaw in the movie now if benedict's character benedict cumberbatch is a villain con in this movie if he was like his own separate character like his own person um i think that's perfectly fine i think it would actually elevate the movie because like that big twist moment doesn't land um but I thought the movie, all in all, I thought it was entertaining. Definitely much darker than I thought it would be. Um, I would is say this one still filmed by JJ. Yes, this is still a, a JJ Abrams movie. Okay, this was, this was right before Force Awakens came out. Okay, um, this was like his Force Awakens audition, I guess. So then, um, I, I still enjoyed it. However, um, even though the twist didn't really land, I, I definitely still enjoyed it. Um, I would say it's as good as the first one. Uh, maybe like just a notch lower. I gave both of them 3.5s out of 5s, so 
So now you move into Star Trek Beyond, which came out four years ago, directed by Justin Lin, who did the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think he did. I think he did like the last. I think like I think he did Fast Six and Seven. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he did multiple uh, Fast movies: Fast Five, Fast Six. Um, I think he did Tokyo Drift as well. Maybe. I don't know if he um, did any more, but yeah. So Star Trek Beyond is good. Um, I was happy to see Carl Urban and Anton Yelchin have slightly bigger roles in this. Uh, I think Carl Urban, besides Kirk, is probably my favorite character in the in this trilogy of movies. Um, but like the villain is is kind of ass, and it's Idris Elba, but like he's you kind of like can't really understand what he's saying. Like at first. <laughs> And then, because like he's like this like alien monster thing, but you can't really understand <laughs> he's like, what he's saying. He's like a Tom Hardy in most movies. Yeah, but like worse. <laughs> I have to like put subtitles on every time Tom Hardy comes up in a movie. Yeah, and then like like you, you, I don't know. I just didn't really buy into the villain. It was just kind of like, like you know, like lackluster. Yeah, it was like whatever. Like I never, I never saw Beyond. I, 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 and what's funny too is like I actually enjoyed the first two a lot, and I. I remember when Beyond was being like marketed, you know, commercials were coming out and all that stuff. I remember kind of just being like, meh, I don't really care to see it. You know, I'll I'll see it one day. And I never did. (laughs) I would say that like the three movies are all sort of like on like a similar, like in terms of like how good they are, like enjoyable. I'd say like they're all like pretty much on the same. I would say like if like Star Trek one and Into Darkness are like up here, I would put Beyond like just a little bit underneath them. Um, just because, like, I thought uh, the villain in, like, the first half of the movie was just kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but it, it, this movie does have my favorite scene in the entire trilogy, though. I will say that. Um, so, all in all, I, I enjoyed the Star Trek movies. Um, I wish there was a fourth one. So, I hope they sort of, like, they fix up any pay disputes and any any disputes that were going on, uh, they really flesh out the script. Um, Cause like, I know Chris Hemsworth was rumored to be in the fourth one. Um, I don't know how the hell that's going to work. Um, Time travel. But really, I, I think the crew and like the chemistry between the crew really works. I agree with that. Like it really, like I think that's like the main thing about these movies. I think that- you could tell it like, like the actors themselves, like, like they enjoy each other's company. 100%, especially Pine and, and, and Spock um, and Carl Urban. Like the, the crew just really gels. Like, it, like yeah. they, they gel together well. Um, it's just going to be now, sad not having Yelchin in, in the fourth one. Yeah, definitely. Um, what I want to know, which I, I don't know, maybe if you did your research or not, is everything that came out before and after Beyond canon to this main storyline of movies or of okay. stories. So I actually looked this up. So this Star Trek trilogy is set in an alternate dimension in the Star Trek universe. Like an alternate timeline. Like Leonard Nimoy Spock sort of explains it in the first movie when he gets sucked into this world. I remember that. I remember like, when seeing him in the first like he one. Sort of, like he sort of says like, you know, this is like an alternate dimension. Like you guys all exist in another in another dimension. Okay, so because like I I remember seeing Patrick Stewart's movie being um, 
I, I think he's getting or he has his own Star Trek show on yeah, has a show. CBS. Yeah, he has a show. So I, I was just wondering if that plays into the movies at all. But OK, that makes sense. His no, show probably no plays mention. more into the into the old stuff. Probably like there's no mention of of Patrick Stewart's show or, or character in, in these movies, like as far as I know. Yeah. So those are my Star Trek movies. Who do, oh, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, my bad. One last question. Yeah, too. That is your Ben. <laughs> who does um so who does Patrick Stewart play in Star Trek? Like is is Captain his Picard? character Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it is Picard. So is he, is that is he at all shown in these movies? No. Okay, so uh, I was wondering if maybe they're going to like cast somebody young to play to play him. I was wondering if they had already did that, but okay. As far as I know, he's not he's not shown in these movies. Okay. All right. All right, so it's my Star Trek. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, or do you want me to talk about something else real quick? No, go ahead. All right, so this one's going to be really quick because this movie was absolute dog shit. And that's the hangover part two. Wait, why pun intended? Well, you're about to talk about a dog movie. A dog movie? Wait, what movie are you trying to talk about? Hangover part two? Wait, you're about to talk about Hangover 2? Yeah. I thought you were talking about Scoob. <laughs> no, I'll talk about Scoob later. <laughs> okay, so you want to talk about Hangover 2. That's the most random movie to, to review, but okay. I mean, we're just talking about the things we watched. Okay, okay. Recently. And I watched Hangover Part 2 recently because my brother was watching it, and I was like, fuck it, whatever, I'll watch it. And I have to say that this is probably the laziest movie ever made. Like, this is literally the Hangover Part 1. Just reskinned. Yeah. It's like if someone just took, like, like they were, like, in a board meeting, right? And they were like, you know, we need movie ideas. Like, what, what's our popular, what, what's, like, our most popular movie in the past, like, three years? And someone was like, oh, The Hangover. Let's make a sequel. And they're like, okay, does anyone have any ideas? And then they were like, what if we just made The Hangover again? Which is literally what they did. Like, literally the same story beats. This it's literally almost the same exact plot beat by beat to the point where you're watching this and it's like like it's kind of like egregious. And so like as you could as you could see on my screen, I gave it like a one and a half. And the only reason it's a one and a half is because I did laugh like a couple of times. There are a few, like, genuine laughs. But all in all, like, like, the movie, the the movie's terrible. It's, like, if you're gonna watch this movie, just watch The Hangover Part 1. The Hangover Part 1 is one of the best comedies, in my opinion, like, ever. Oh, Hangover Part 1 is is a great movie. Great comedy. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like if you're watching, like, it's, like, bro, Alan literally even drugs them a second time. (laughs) Like, have you seen this movie? Yeah, I seen all three of them. I, I I remember like like I I remember having like the same you know. You for like, sure laughed your ass off for sure. I mean, bro, I, can sure dumb, I can school, laugh at a I can laugh at a dumb movie. You for sure went to school the next day. You're like, bro, The Hangover Part Two is the best movie, bro. For <laughs> sure, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I can see you saying. No, that. I actually I remember saying I actually remember saying that it wasn't as good as the first one. And people giving me shit for that, and I'm like, like bro, the monkey in the movie's so funny, bro. <laughs> this guy hates me. I'm quitting, bro. 
I make sure to clock out. <laughs> <laughs> was was um was all three hangovers directed by um Todd Phillips? I haven't seen the third one, so I don't know, but probably. You hate him. Let's check right now. Let's check right now. Yeah, all yeah. three of them. Yes. They also did War Dogs. And Due Date. And Starsky and Hutch. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Okay, wait, but I kind of like Due Date. And Road Trip, too. Fuck, Road Trip's a classic. I kind of like Due Date, I'm not going to lie. Due Date's a good movie. Like, I will laugh at Due Date. Okay, hold on. This guy gave a Due Date a 2 out of 5, but he's giving me shit about Hangover, too. Because Due Date is is actually original. Like, it's not good. What about Starsky and Hutch, though? I haven't seen Starsky and Hutch. Wow. Missing out. I know. So that's my quick review of The Hangover Part 2. Okay. Terrible movie. Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis, Paul Giamatti, everyone involved. I know you can do better. Come on. Okay, so one real quick thing that I want to get into. Oh, Hangover? Uh, no, no, not about The Hangover. Uh, like a film that I watched like kind of recently. Um, I'm not going to get into because I actually want you to watch it. Is The King of Staten Island. Oh, yeah, I know what you're did you ever, did, did you ever did, did you ever watch it or no? No, that's on my watch list. So I, I definitely recommend, you know, anyone listen to this. Obviously, I Rick, Steve and I recommend you watching it. Um, it's not by by any means. It's not the best movie ever. Like the movie has flaws to it, but it has a lot of charm. And I oh, was never. What's up? Look who's in it. Who? Oh, Bill Burr. Yeah. Bill Burr. Yeah, the goat. Burr's we, in we, it. we love Bill Burr in this podcast. I love Bill Burr. We wish he was in Hamilton. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, like I'm not. Gonna, I I don't want to get into it at all. But like I, dude, I definitely think you should watch this. Um, I I was never a Pete Davidson fan before. Like I I thought he was like not okay. that funny. He's okay. Yeah, and I think in this movie he's he's got a lot of good moments where you start you know where you laugh a lot. Uh, but he shows his acting chops. Uh, pretty well at least like in a like you know second or third act you start to really see it um so i i definitely recommend it i, I mean i give the movie a four out of five like like i said it's not perfect i i was probably reaching with that score a little bit it probably could have been like a three three and a half but i still think it's really well done and it's it's a really charming movie so i i highly recommend that all right i'll look into that maybe i'll watch it this weekend um okay so that's the king of staten island let's try to get, get through this quick because we're already at an hour jesus i'm going for three Time flies when you're having fun. Let's make this as long as Hamilton. <laughs> I'm actually. Right. So I'm gonna talk about Scoob. Not much to talk about. The movie sucks, unfortunately. Um, I think the movie. It ain't really, no Dora. It's definitely not Dora. Definitely not. But no movie is. Besides, maybe Citizen Kane. Dude, if you go my letterbox, <laughs> if you go my letterbox and you go by highest. Like my highest rated movies, like it's like you know, all these crit- like Godfather, Parasite, and then you just see Dora. <laughs> hey, but Dora's just as good as those. I know. I just I wanted I wanted to include it in all these great films. So, Scoob came out like two months ago. Released on on HBO Max. I think it, it came out on VOD first, and then HBO Max. That was supposed to come out in theaters, correct? Yeah. Well, obviously, COVID, and they were like, "Fuck it, just release it." Um, the cast is pretty stacked. Yeah, Will Forte, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Jason Isaacs, Gina Rodriguez, Zach Efron, Tracy Who Morgan. Who the hell does Mark Wahlberg voice? All right. So, 
really, I think the biggest problem with this movie is for a movie called Scoob, about Scooby-Doo and the gang, the movie really fails to capture the spirit of Scooby-Doo to the point where it doesn't even feel like a Scooby-Doo movie. It feels like a Blue Falcon movie, which, if you don't know, Blue Falcon is another character owned by Hanna-Barbera, uh, Hanna which is the create well i guess like the company that owns scooby-doo the flintstones the jetsons yeah it's um, like marvel owning spider-man yeah yeah pretty much also actually now that that, that i mentioned citizen kane do you know orson welles created uh, scooby-doo characters really yeah wow the characters were created by orson welles so really the the biggest problem with this movie is that it doesn't feel like a Scooby-Doo movie. It really doesn't capture the spirit of the gang. Like, for example, like most of the time in Scooby-Doo episodes and, and in movies, the gang always gets split up amongst themselves, right? Yeah. But the charm about it is the way that each member of the gang interacts with one another. That's like, to me, that's the charm of Scooby-Doo. Like, a lot of people like Scooby and Shaggy. Uh, and their interactions, but really, I think what Scooby Doo relies on is how Velma, Fred, Shaggy, uh, Scooby, and Daphne all interact with one another. And now, I'm not the biggest Scooby Doo fan in the world, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, you know, like, <laughs> as to follow these beats and everything you, religiously. You know, you know all the lo the lore and shit that comes. <laughs> yeah, <behind> like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, I, I don't know any of that shit. I'm not like a gatekeeper for Scooby Doo. Um. But even I know how the gang is supposed to react. And even I know that a, a movie called Scoob about Scooby-Doo and characters should have Fred, Velma, and Daphne in it for more than like 15 minutes. Wait, what? Blue, yeah, so Blue Falcon played by Mark Wahlberg giving his best Ryan Reynolds impression. Sort of like uh, okay, all right, so let me walk you through the plot real quick. So whatever, the movie starts with Shaggy and Scooby meeting, and then them meeting the rest of the gang. Fast forward, like, 10 years, they're solving mysteries together. Simon Cowell, for some reason, wants to invest in the gang and make them into a company, right? So they don't have to keep driving around in the van. Simon Cowell, who hasn't been relevant in, like, at least, like, eight years. No disrespect <laughs> to Simon Cowell, but come on. He would probably agree. Yeah, like, like, why the fuck Simon Cowell? Like, it's just random, you know? So whatever, the gang, like, he basically tells them, like, we can't I can't invest money into this group with Shaggy and Scooby. Like, they're pretty much a liability. Uh, I guess uh, Shaggy and Scooby get pissed. They leave. They get abducted by Blue Falcon and his dog and, I guess, like, a sidekick? Oh, uh, to basically help fight a supervillain and then this is where the movie turns into like a superhero movie like literally it turns into like a superhero movie and it's like okay but i watched scooby-doo you know to see them like i guess like not fight monsters but you know like fight monsters but like not literally you know like they kind of think their way out of situations they look at things like you know logically and you know it's very very rarely are things legitimately supernatural in Scooby-Doo. At least from what I've seen. Yeah. So then this movie sort of just misses the mark on all that. Like it goes like they resurrect things from like the underworld. 
like it's corny like it's just like the humor is like really dated and uh, this is why i mentioned simon cowell because like like i don't have a problem with simon cowell like i, I don't want simon cowell to listen to this i don't know bro. i feel like you hate him <laughs> i don't want simon cowell to listen to this and be like what the fuck this guy hates me let's bring him on the, let's bring him on the podcast wait he just emailed me <laughs> we, we we told him that we were gonna bash him yeah he um, can't make it he said he said I, he, yeah he said he can't make it he said he saw what i rated scoop <laughs> so but like like uh, the thing is like okay you're gonna bring in simon cowell to make a guest appearance the target audience who's probably watching this movie most likely doesn't know who Simon Cowell is. You know, like it's, American it's Idol, all like five, six, seven year olds. Like, yeah, like like American really, Idol came out when we were five, six, seven year olds. Yeah, <laughs> and then like like the movie, the, like the humor in the movie, just feels like really dated. It feels like humor you'd you'd see in movies like 10, 15 years ago, and it's just like, you know, it's just kind of cringe. You I know? feel like I feel like Scooby Doo needs like if they want to continue making films or even TV shows or you know whatever about this you know these gang of characters I feel like you got to do something different. Um, they definitely need to regroup after this movie and do think something. About, just change about it up. They're going to take this franchise or this like, if they want to make this Character. franchise into the next like into the future because. Well, Spoiler alert! Can I can I say something real quick? Like, do you mind like a, spo- a scoop spoiler? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, they set up like a shared universe between all the Hanna Barbera characters. Really? Which I guess if you knew who Blue Falcon was going into this, I guess you already knew that. But yeah, they could sort of like set up like a shared universe. Which yeah, I don't know, like how do the they tease the other I, shows or. They tease obviously Blue Falcon, and they tease one other one. I can't remember who it was right now. That's how forgettable this show. Jetsons or not the Jetsons and not the Flintstones. Okay, but they sort of do go back to like an island, like on Earth, like current Earth that's in prehistoric times. So I don't know if maybe they're setting up that like this is possible on Earth, so the Flintstones can live simultaneously with Scooby Doo and the gang. Which I don't even know how like a crossover event would work. They'll they'll write some bullshit. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. <laughs> um. Like, well, one thing I want to say is <clears throat> before we you know finish off our Scooby Doo review, um, there was a set of a series of comic books. I remember reading the first couple of issues. You read? No, I'm actually learning. I feel like I've made that joke on this podcast at least like four times. No, more than that. Definitely more than that. We've, this is probably like what our like fifteenth or twentieth episode together, at least ten times. Has it been that many? <laughs> it's probably we're probably just probably. about to hit twenty. We used to do we used to review a lot. This is this is new to us now. We're we're getting back into our our, our groove again. Facts. You've been you've been um, holding me back. <laughs> um, so there was a, these series of comic books that um, DC Comics, which has a partnership or whatever. I don't know if like they're all owned by the same company with um, Hanna Barbera, but. They uh they came out with a series of comic books that Jim Lee actually I don't know you know do you, you know who Jim owned, Lee they is? They are owned by the same company. They're all owned by Warner Bros. Okay. Okay. In this movie, Daphne wears a Wonder Woman costume, and then like Shaggy well, says, "Hey, nice Wonder Woman costume," and it's like, okay, licensing. 
wait. Well, no, but the the old bro, remember back in the day, like the Adam West cartoons, like a Batman used to like uh, team up with Scooby Doo. Yeah, because I because I think at least the distribution rights for the movies and stuff has always been Warner Brothers. Yeah, I mean that's why all the DC movies are on HBO Max and Scoob is on HBO Max. Yeah, they're all you know yeah, somehow yeah. connected. Anyways. Everything's connected, bro. You just yeah. gotta open your third eye. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I'm not gonna really get too, like crazy into detail about it, but they made a comic book called Scooby Apocalypse. I think it takes place like you know when. <laughs> Dude, it's it's good. It takes place like the the entire gang is like older, like you know what I mean. Like I, I think they're teenagers in the in the cartoons and all that stuff. It's like a rated like, R, like Scoo- like Scooby. It's and not rated R, like, but like it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. Like it's like I think Scooby's like missing. Like he has like a robotic eye or something like that. Like bro, but it's it's good stuff. It, it's a post apocalyptic world that Scooby and the gang are like trying to save. And it bro, it's it's some good storytelling. But I'm like, why let's let's do some shit like this. It was like like Scooby was like tortured by like the Joker. Shaggy had to kill the Joker. Like it's like a panel of just him shooting Joker. Dude, Google Google Scooby Apocalypse right now. Google Scooby Apocalypse and just like look at the different photos. Like tell me that shit does not look dope. Like you're gonna tell me you wouldn't be interested interested in watching a movie about this? What the fuck, bro? It's good stuff. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. Jim Lee did the art for like the first ten issues, I think, which he doesn't do art for, you know, bullshit. It's good stuff, man. But that's what what I'm trying to get at, though, is like let's tell some different stories, bro. Like. You know, we okay, just make a just make a Scooby Apocalypse movie. Just make a spooky. I'm down. I'm like so live down. action, like live action. You could bring in the Justice League, bro. Bring dude, bring James Gunn back to write it. He wrote the first two movies. Bring bring in the Justice League. Have Henry Cavill team up with uh? Have, wait, okay. Have okay. We do okay. Idea here, idea here. I'm pitching this. Okay, you do injustice. But Shaggy, I mean, but but Superman kills Scooby. Oh, instead of killing how, the Joker. Yeah, instead of killing the Joker. And then Shaggy he goes on a fucking revenge goes, tour. Like, on a rampage and then kills Superman. And then it's revealed that Shaggy was working with Lex Luthor. Damn. And that's then, like five twists in one. And then Fred, Daphne, and Velma need to bring Shaggy down. Like, they need to take Shaggy down. I, I, I would see this. Directed by... James Gunn. Fuck no, it. Zack Snyder. This needs to be, like, badass, <laughs> gory, dark. Like, no jokes. Like, Zack Snyder. <laughs> just suck the fun out of everything. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, no fun. Like, no laughs. <laughs> I want to walk out of this movie depressed. Like, like you can barely see what's going on on screen. That's how filtered it is. Like Instagram filter. I'm actually down for that. I would, I would pay to watch that movie. Would, honestly, honest to God, I would watch that movie. You know what I'd be, I would actually be satisfied with? Because I'm sure that when the Flash movie comes out, he's going to be like running through different multiverses and bullshit. I would be cool seeing him running through Scooby Apocalypse as fucking... He just walk. He just runs in. He's like, "What the hell's going on?" He just sees, no, bro. The nightmare scene in Batman versus Superman, mixed out with the Scooby fucking apocalypse. 
Bro, tell me that wouldn't be. Just make a movie based off that. That would be Batman saving the day with Scooby Doo. Scooby's dead. Well, no, not in the, you're not in your injustice timeline. You can kind of connect to the Batman versus Superman. But anyways, change so there are two timelines. So there are two timelines. Yeah, there'd be two timelines. So one where Scooby's alive and one where Bro, Scooby's dead. Bro, this is dead. DC Comics, man. You know how confusing DC gets with their fucking sh- talking. They don't know how. They don't know what they're doing. That's true. That's true. That's true. But anyways, change it up. Let's not, you know, go for these like typical kitty cut stories. Like, not saying that you have to make a more adult oriented like TV show or movie, but change it up. I feel like Scooby Doo is kind of outdated. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, but I definitely think there's possibility and like with a fresh take and a like fresh bring in like clean house with whoever is is making this movie with whoever made this movie with whoever made Scoob or whoever's in charge of these of this clean house or these are these you know set of characters like clean house get kevin feige bring in someone kevin feige just run everything bring in someone new someone who could bring something fresh to scooby-doo because whatever this was isn't it and it really misses the point of what scooby-doo is it is bad i would not recommend scoop i would not recommend it all right that's a good way to finish off that review all right so now can we talk about something good yeah. All right. So this is what what, what people are here for, I think. Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Review number two. We're going to talk about Joker again. <laughs> for like the freaking 17th time on this podcast. All right. So Palm Springs. Uh, it's a Hulu original. I think the first. Excuse me. Hulu original. Can you stop moving that shit? It's so squeaky. I need to get some WD-40. Um... No, oh, it's yeah. not the it's not the first Hulu original movie because um the one with Jesse Eisenberg was a Hulu original movie. The Art of Self Defense. Is that really? I believe it's a Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I, I believe. Bro, not every movie a, on Hulu is a Hulu original. Bro, the Batman Begins on <laughs> on fucking Hulu. You think I? You think I? Air side is a Hulu original. <laughs> um, let's see. Released. Oh no, never mind. It was released in theaters. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm an idiot then. I'm an idiot. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so Palm Springs, the first Hulu original movie. Um, I like sort of heard about this movie only through like name. Well, I feel like we kind of marketed it a little bit. Like I feel like we definitely helped with the marketing for this movie. Like us? Yes, us. Because when we would post the trailers, the posters, I did not see it anywhere else. That's just because oh. we're trendsetters at Backlot. You know what we do? We are, no, no, market, we are trendsetters. We are trendsetters. Movie, oh, yeah. Trust me. I know. If we are... If, <laughs> there, there's, take, so much, there's so much I want to say, but I'm not going to. Are we taking shots on this podcast now? Are we starting beef? <laughs> no. One day, though. One day. <laughs> um, oh, my joke isn't funny anymore. Okay, so Palm Springs. I had no idea what this movie was about. Um, besides that, Andy Samberg is in it, who I'm a big fan of. 
Kristen Milioti, who, besides that god-awful show called How I Met Your Mother, I think she's good. I actually, like, was really impressed by her in this movie. Like, I like, I loved her in this movie. Me too. I, I, I really enjoyed her. Did you know she, did you know she's in Wolf of Wall Street? Who the hell does she play in that? Oh, she, when I tell you this, your mind is going to be blown. She is Leonardo DiCaprio's first wife in that movie. Oh my god. Yes, I had the same reaction. Wow. Yep. But she She's... only probably had like four minutes of screen time at most. But she it, but it looks exactly like her. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Oh yeah. wow. Um movie has JK Simmons. We love JK Simmons. We love JK Simmons here at Black Law. You know that JK Simmons. If you're listening to this, we love you. Hit me up anytime. We would love to have you on the show. Um, Camila Mendez is in this, which I am ashamed to say. I only know because I've seen like one season of Riverdale, which is one season too much. Yeah, well, no, Tyler. no you know, you know what? the first season of Riverdale is not that bad. I I, I never saw any of it. The CW I, show. I saw, yeah, I saw the first season of Riverdale and it was okay. It didn't start like really getting bad until like season two, and I was like, okay, I'm not watching this bullshit. But Riverdale, at least the first season of Riverdale, is like, like to me, it was just drama. Like this is so stupid, but I can't stop watching this shit. Um, so I guess like surprise, Camila. But don't you this- don't you watch all the Housewives shows? <laughs> this guy loves the Housewives of Orange County, Atlanta. I love uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> um so surprise Camila Mendez was I guess a welcome surprise. Now yeah, well, what was the surprise for me was seeing um Tyler Hecklin, which was her fiance. Because he was fuck in, is Tyler Well, he's another one from CW. He plays Superman in the uh You're right Arrowverse, but he I originally know him from Teen Wolf that was on MTV like 10 years ago. Um, I actually really enjoyed him in that show. Like, it got to a point where I was like, "Dude, like, I wouldn't be opposed to this guy playing Batman." I can't see. I can't talk shit about you watching Teen Wolf because I watched one season of Riverdale. Yeah, so we're even now. Yeah, so we have to. Yeah, we're even. But you watched all of Teen Wolf. No, I watched the first. I think through two or three seasons, and then that shit got terrible. All right, right, we're even. We're even. We're even. But Tyler Hecklin, I was a super fan of. I think he ended up leaving the show after a few seasons, anyways. Do you have like you have like one of those uh like full body cardboard cutouts? Oh yeah, it's right over here. I, I would take it out, but the way the it's behind your it's behind your your, your Tua jersey. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, I had to show off his Tua jersey. I noticed that. I oh, I haven't I've had it there for months. This guy like doesn't want to sure take it out of your closet. For sure, like took it out of the closet. Well, your room is pitch black when you stream. Dude, it's literally always lit up like this, or lit up that's, like this. I go into your vods right now. You will see Tua. If I if I go into your vods right now, you will see Tua. You're a fucking liar. Guy's pulling out my vods. I'm literally pulling up your vods right now. This guy's deleting his vods so fast. No, go look. I'm not deleting shit. I'm going to check with you. It's dark as shit in this vod. You know what it is? My OBS filter. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no, 100%. It it's my OBS it is, filter. Bro. I have a filter on my OBS. Uh, man, fuck. 
Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Um. Um, all right, so can we talk about Pump Springs? That's what I want to talk about. You, you want to talk about Twitch? Talk about Tyler Heckland for like 30 minutes. I, I love him. Why don't you well, marry him? <laughs> well, this is my way of proposing to him. He's listening. All right, Hi, so, Tyler. Pump... <laughs> so Pump Springs, I, I don't want to talk spoilers because I wasn't expecting the twist. Which actually happened surprisingly early on in the movie. Um, uh, I think Brie, Brie ruined the twist for me. Like right, when, right, right, literally right before we were about to start it, I was like, I don't know anything oh. about this movie, so I'm actually excited. And then she goes, Oh, it's kind okay. of like I'm not gonna say it, but it's kind of like blah 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 movie. And I'm like, Oh, oh my god, I would have been so mad, bro. And you know what movie I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what movie you're talking about. Oh, I would have been so mad. Um, but really. I, I want to do this quick. Um, yeah. I was surprisingly happy with this movie. I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. Um, and I think really a lot of that rests on the chemistry between Andy Samberg and Chris Milioti. I think their chemistry is instant, instant spark on screen. Instant. Yeah. And they really carry the movie's humor and its emotion with them. Like the movie gets really deep. I wasn't expecting that. The movie gets like into like a lot of existential nihilistic like themes and, and stuff that I, I really wasn't expecting. The movie is a rom com. Um for those of you I, I will say that the movie is a rom com. It's genuinely funny. Like I genuinely laugh out loud. It's um, not your typical rom com. Yeah, it's definitely not your typical. Like, if it's you a, like, it's a, it's a well-written rom-com with, with a gr- great twist. Yeah, like, like if you like, like, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, which I also that's literally a, that's just one of the best. It's good. Um, it's like different from those. So if you're expecting that kind of rom-com, I don't think you're gonna like Palm Springs. Um, but if you like comedies or movies with twists, um, I I think you'll like it. It's it's highly enjoyable. It's funny. It's deep. It's emotional. Um, and the performances are great. J.K. Simmons is great. Um, which, which really, I think the movie rests on those three. Uh, Simmons, Sandberg, and Milioti. And I think they knock it out of the park. I, I have to give this to Hulu. I think for this being Hulu's first original, um, I think it's great. And for me personally... It's not the best movie I've seen this year. Well, if you count Hamilton, if you're not counting Hamilton, then yeah, I guess it is, in my opinion, the best movie I've seen this year, at least so far. Um, and it's the most I've enjoyed a movie, like a 2020 movie. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know you feel the same way. I think we both rated it oh. the same, like four out of fives all around. Yeah, I believe I gave it a four. Um... I, yeah, man, I, I love the movie. Like, like, like I said, it's it's not your typical rom com, and I can appreciate a, a rom com here and there. Like, there's a lot of you know really corny rom coms that you know you could watch, get like a laugh or two in. But this one all around is extremely funny. I, like from start to finish, you're laughing, and it's cute. You know, it has its cute moments between the characters, and like I said, the twist it's it's very clever and unique and. Although we've seen this kind of twist in film before, it brings something new to the table. 
and I can really appreciate that. I, okay. I I I really I really enjoy this movie, but I w- I really want to talk about spoilers. So I'm ready when you are. You're ready. We're at an hour twenty seven minutes in. I think no spoilers because I don't want to spoil. I don't want to give this away to anyone who's okay. Seen it, okay. Okay. Who hasn't seen it? I don't want to give it away. We can we could talk spoilers next episode. That's fine. I want I mean, to. No, that's fine. I know a lot of people haven't seen this movie. And the twist isn't anything like crazy. That's actually, yeah, that's fine. I would rather not talk about spoilers because I actually want people to go out and actually watch. Like, I legit it's only know. On I legit only know like three people who have seen this movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't know many people at all that have seen it. And so I'm actually. I actually agree with you. Let's not talk about spoilers. I want people to actually go out and watch this. Like, if well, you're listening you, well, to this, please. Well you, well, you have to agree with me. I'm your boss. <laughs> I hate this guy. <laughs> uh. Bro, your your Twitch bio literally says John Kegg's uh, intern. My Twitch bio, no, it doesn't. It's got changed. Change. Of course, I changed it. <laughs> this guy has <laughs> this guy has hidden agendas. Uh, um, so watch Palm Springs. The twist isn't anything crazy, but it's definitely fun. This guy's looking at my Twitch so fast. <laughs> Film watching your video game player air breathing. <laughs> his, his fingers have never moved that fast. um so palm springs it's on hulu definitely watch it we'll probably talk about we'll probably talk about it more next episode um because i really want to give people a chance to watch it um because it is please please watch it and tweet us you know message us on instagram comment on instagram whatever like let us know what you thought about it i gen i I really want to know what people think about this movie because i i actually think it's super clever and really well written andy sandberg like he does a lot of shit movies and shows or, or not shows but he i does like a lot of shit movies. i like i like andy I, sandberg. I love him yeah i love him but he i mean let's not like let's not get it twisted like he's done some stupid ass shit but this is something yeah. that he's like i think he had a lot of input on that is really fucking good it's it's really good so i'd say it's probably his most like mature role I could, yeah, I could agree with that. And I think, I think he helped write it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he had a ton of input in this movie. Like, I think he produced it and everything. So, so that's Palm Springs. John and I both really liked it. Um, we both gave it four out of fives on Letterboxd. Has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, definitely good. Definitely worth your time. And I think that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, like I said, it's good to be back. It's good to finally be back. Um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely try to yeah, we'll, try to we'll, you know release more content. Yeah, we're we're gonna continue uh, releasing content out weekly um, on our Instagram and Twitter daily. Um, definitely gonna start uploading stuff to the YouTube, or at least our episodes for now. We have bigger plans for our YouTube. However, that's gonna take some time. Um, to get all that stuff into fruition, we're gonna keep you guys posted on that when it comes near. Yeah, a couple, a couple news and things that we will, uh, yeah, that we want to talk about, but we gotta wait. Yeah. Um. In the meantime, uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Letterboxd, everything. You're gonna find all that stuff in the description down below. Um. And for real, make sure to hit that motherfucking like button, that MF subscribe button. Um. So you can see our faces every week. Maybe I might blur out John's. Oh, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're, be- you're a beautiful man. You're a handsome man, John. I wish I could say the same about you. 
<laughs> I knew I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. It's like, so, damn it. the one time I get a compliment, I have to I have to counter it. So then, um, let us know what you guys think about this video setup. If there's any improvements, um, we're probably gonna do this until at least COVID ends. If you guys like it, we might even keep it. Um, however, eventually we would like to start recording like in person, um, like at a table that's, or something. Yeah, that's the end game. Um, but in the meantime, let us know what you think. Um, let us know how we can improve and stay safe. Wear your masks. <laughs>